Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. We have lots to cover today. We have lots of people to thank. We have an incredible basho to go over. We it's have exciting. Some, we have some listener questions, some listener poetry. I have lots, lots, lots to share. But before we get there, news flash. All right, this week, I was, you know, searching on the boards and I was looking online and seeing what people were talking about. And I saw a notice for a tournament in Switzerland, a sumo tournament for amateurs. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, it's November 5th at 4 a.m. Because <laughs> it was translated into right, right, right. our time. But I just thought, you know, it'd be nice to just remind people again, like we mentioned last week, the Cowboy Cup is coming up June 11th here in Fort Worth. And the Consulate Cup is coming up in Austin, uh, what, in September? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you all are listening and you're all part of sumo clubs and you've got a tournament that you're hosting, like, shoot us an email and let us know and we can get the word out. So whether it's all over the world, because we do have listeners all over the world, let us know. And who knows, maybe one of our people from America will be like, let's go to Switzerland and let's do a tournament at 4 a.m. Sounds <laughs> the perfect way to get out of bed for me. <laughs> me too. If you're interested in the information about any world tournaments, I'll go ahead and in our show notes, put our Facebook invites the, uh, for those. So we usually copy and paste those in. So if you're interested, just go to our Sumo Kaboom sources, our source page, and you'll see the Facebook event, and then it will lead you there. We had 462 people playing bingo this time with us. Really great bingo. I saw so many different styles of Great sumo. technique. Great technique. Really, really good, good technique. I thought the penmanship was excellent this time. I did time. too. And many Very of you, easy to read. Many of you noticed there were some differences on the actual bingo card itself that allowed yes. for a lot more creativity. Yeah. And uh, I just saw that coming up from, <laughs> you know, throughout the ranks at all levels. I saw people using colors. I saw emojis. I saw stickers. Yeah. I saw full sentences. Yes. Um, it was just, it was really great to see. Yes. But we have two very clear winners. I'm going to tell you about our Kajikoshi winner. Yes. Chris Spangler from Seattle, who, when she found out she won, she wrote an email back that said, OMG, I can't believe it. I just look at my bingo card starting from day eight and I just mark the ones with the Kajikoshi. I never actually think about winning. I just do my bingo every day and the results will follow. And they do. Did. She's so honored with this win and she hopes to continue to do her brand of bingo every single basho. As always, we ask our bingo winners a little bit about themselves. Tell us how you got into sumo. So let me read to you her answer. My first love is Ura of the pink mawashi. Oh, yes. But I have a sweet spot for all the smaller rikishi, Ishiura, Inho, Midori Fuji, Teretsuyoshi, Kotoeko. So then she goes on and says, I got into sumo in January of 2017 Wow! because I had the flu and only had the energy to watch TV. It was the afternoon, so soaps and other things I had no interest in were on, which got me channel surfing. I stumbled onto NHK and the sumo competition. I watched and said, hold it, wait, it's over? But what, what just <laughs> happened? I had no idea that the bouts were so short. Only a few <clears throat> seconds or less. Yeah. So I didn't get what happened, but it was clear that everyone in the audience did, and I wanted to be able to see the bouts as they did. I loved the show of respect that the wrestlers showed to each other. I loved that no one booed a call they disagreed with or shouted to the gyoji that they or the shimpan needed glasses. Everyone <laughs> was respectful of each other. And what a breath of fresh air. I completely agree with that. Coming from America, you get really used to people just Trash screaming. Trash talking. Yeah. Uh, mm. Sports, theater, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> At first, I was surprised that everyone was named Maigashira. But <laughs> that's such a common name. It is. But then I saw that others were named Sekiwake or Ozeki. Now, remember, I was sick. Uh, in the beginning, I could only tell Rikishi apart by Mawashi color, and now I'm shocked that I couldn't see how different each of them are. I think that is the story for 
most people when they enter sumo. They really can't tell any of these wrestlers apart. And then I can't tell any athletes apart unless I'm really involved in the sport. Yeah. You just learn about their personalities and you become their individual fans. So Chris says she loves learning more in-depth knowledge about the wrestlers. The more I learn about sumo, the more I want to know. Before, my understanding of people who had a passion for sport was intellectual, but now I have found my passion, and it is sumo. Yeah. I'm telling you, the right person won this kachikoshi. That's awesome. She said she started taking Japanese lessons and completed two classes right before the lockdown. I started with my usual optimism. I hope to learn enough Japanese to have the ability to speak and understand like a four-year-old, but I quickly re realized that I was way too ambitious. <laughs> so my new goal was to be able to understand the answer when I asked, where is the bathroom? She says last year she treated herself to an Ura Tagata nice. print and a real Hakuho Tagata. Oh, wow. She hopes to go to Japan one day and see Sumo Live. And she hopes that she can find the bathroom okay when she gets there. <laughs> I bet so. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, she totally deserved that. <laughs> I have to say, Chris's style of Sumo was very straightforward. Mm -hmm. And it was a day before any other bingo came yeah, in. Yeah, it, it came was, in early. Yeah, it was a solid, strong. I mean, it was just like she just wrapped up all of her competition yes. and walked them out chest first. It was beautiful. Lovely. Congratulations, Chris. Yes. Now, let me tell you about a guy, a guy named Guy. A guy named Guy. And he's down under. He's in Australia, y'all. He and his wife, he won the Makikoshi bingo, and he and his wife, he said he went back to Japan in like 2018, and he wanted to go. They didn't know, uh, they wanted to see a basho, so they went to the Osaka basho, but they started watching sumo actually before they were there so that they can kind of get a handle on the sport. And he says he's been hooked ever since. And so they had a second trip planned for you know, during the pandemic, which they had to put on the back burner. But when everything opens back up, he is fully expected to be there and in the arena. And so he says they're lucky to be in Australia because the time difference between there and Tokyo is not too much. So he says that he comes home from work and he and his wife make dinner and then they turn on sumo, uh, not sumo kaboom, they turn on the uh, <laughs> sumo and they watch while they're making dinner. Isn't that great? Isn't that very civilized, he said. But anyway, he says, to be honest... He's never been a huge fan of Takayasu, but he was very disappointed when he didn't win the March Basho because he thought he deserved it and he worried that he won't ever get that chance again. And I think we all agree with you. I, we we, we wanted care. it so bad for him. I, <laughs> we're so invested. But um, he said if you had to put him on the spot, he had to pick Mitakeyumi as his favorite Rikishi. He also has a soft spot for Takakesho. He likes the older guys too. Hokuto Fuji, Tamawashi, Takara Fuji. And he loves when Takanosho smiles. Me too. He, yeah, it's the best smile. He says his wife loves Tochi Notion. So uh, I don't know what that says about y'all, but... She's, she likes she Nicolas likes, Cage. She likes Nicolas Cage, look yeah. like. And he thinks perhaps that Hoshoryu has huge potential. Uh, he's on the record as saying he thinks he's going to be the next Yokozuna. We'll see about Although, that guy. Although he said he's not really showing it over the last two Basho. <laughs> uh, but never forget the pocket rocket Inho. He's cool. And so at the end of the day, he said he just wants to concentrate on his doing, doing his own style of sumo bingo. Keep moving forward. Take it one day at a time. And He's not even thinking about raising the Emperor's Cup yet. But uh, he says, thanks for the podcast and the bingo. Keep up the good work. And uh, all the best from Australia's national capital, Canberra. Canberra? I, had to, I actually had to look it up where it was. It's it's kind of southwest of mm -hmm. Sydney. Mm. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's not super close. It's probably hours away, but Isn't there, outside like, of there. A song, a children's song, like kookaburra sits in the... I, yeah, kookaburra. That's a bird. I know, but is it like some sort of derivative a, of that? I don't know I don't what I'm talking so. about. I think so. I have no idea. I spent one month in Australia. <laughs> well, and I, that's longer than me. I spent one week. Well, <laughs> it was lovely. I performed at the Sydney Opera House and I thought myself very fancy. And I did go to um, that... I got hooked on that television show... Um, it's the beach, um, Bondi Beach. I got yeah. fully hooked yeah. on that. So if anybody all over the world is interested in great reality television, Bondi Beach is the Bondi best. Bondi Beach is like the best. I watched that all throughout the <laughs> pandemic, y'all. Like I'd be at home so and I'd be like, dumb. it's so dumb, but it's so, so good. It's so really good. Dumb. 
it made me feel like I was at the beach. Yeah. You know, just watching the all the boys are just and they're really beautiful. Epic. And Yeah, but they're also like characters. Anyway, well, yeah. we're on a, we're on the, a jag. The, but... people, the people at Bondi <laughs> Beach are the ones where I was like, these people, wow, they have really never been to the beach before. Anyway, I'm just not letting it go and I should. Okay. <laughs> Yes, Moving on. great reality TV. Congratulations to our other winners. We just did a drawing and we had five other prizes going all over. Megan Levy, Rini Krishnan, Jessica Cohen, Mahatatina, Natalie Breakstone. You are all winners. You yeah. all got second prize bingo winners. Thank you for playing. I'm so excited we get to send prizes all over the world. Continue to play. Play again in July and, you know, keep yourself uh, in shape. That's you know, right. bingo shape. Because That's right. You know, next Basha may be your Basha. Now, we are going to get to the sumo eventually. Yes. But we have some more things to discuss before we get there. Yes. Uh, one of which is, you know, we are a listener-supported podcast. Yes. Thank you very much, and listeners. we, wow, I am so grateful for so many people that have supported us. First, a big, huge high five to our like monthly wall of champion supporters, our Sanyaku level supporters. Yeah. Dr. KVC, Jessica Buckland, Stuart Gore, Annie and Scott from Australia. Carol Bush, one of my oldest and best friends. Rod Lunsford, who is my Utah connection. Carl, one of the coolest ladies from the UK we've ever had the pleasure to meet yeah. online. And uh, Dan, Reverend Lovejoy. I know. These, you you these all guys... help us do our mailings of all these cool prizes, help all of our functional costs. You have no idea how much you help us. So yeah, thank you. And yeah. to all of our one-time donors. You know, it doesn't matter if it's $3, $5. It inspires us. It, it makes us believe people are actually listening. You know, when we're locked away in our parents' closet, you're like, are people listening? And people are. And so it's so lovely to have your support financially or even not just following us online. It means so much to us. Really, you don't know what a difference it is to be like, oh, God, we... We, we got to put out another podcast. We just put one out last week. We got to put another one out. And all it takes is thinking about our yeah, supporters. You're all like, the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to research something new and do it. So thank you to uh, these people who have sent very generous donations this year. Keith, Mai, Mia, Chris Spengler in Seattle, who just won wow. our bingo. Yeah. Bass Playing Fool. Patricia Dobashi, Terry, Darren from Prosper, who's a woodworker extraordinaire and who sends us adorable videos of his kids cheering for Hoshoryu. <laughs> Rusty Gerard, Razgards, who sent us the most beautiful artwork. Just thank you. Just truly, on a whim. I love it. Truly one of the best things about COVID for us has been making this podcast in our parents closet yes which by the way <laughs> and uh side note i walked into set up our whole studio in here and i caught my dad half naked in the closet <laughs> so in case you were wondering if it's a real functional closet i have now seen my 81 year old father half naked in the closet and he was like whoop and i was like oh sorry it's He's like, do y'all need to record? And I was like, yes. <laughs> do I want to know what half was naked? No, I think Thank I'll just goodness leave it. Thank goodness it was the top half that was naked, but his, his surprise. <laughs> I was like, I never imagined that this would be part of making a podcast is checking to make sure no one's naked in our studio. Anyway. Well, just thank you. It's just. So nice to meet you all. So nice to meet so many sumo wrestlers and people of the sumo community. You're all just wonderful. That's all I have to say. Thanks. Thank you. I also want to thank the person who makes our bingo prizes possible. Yes. Robert. Oh, yes. Robert of Big Sumo Fan. I think he gets tickled by just sending us fun stuff that he likes and he knows we're going to like. He knows we're going to we love. love giving it away like Oprah. <laughs> like those mini pillows that oh, he sent us this goodness. time. So useless, oh, but God. like so hilarious. Perfectly useless. You could just throw these <laughs> mini Zebutons, right? Anytime you're upset about a call during that, we just, oh. it's like a coaster sized pillow. Yeah. It's so useless but hilarious yeah so he just he really does provide an incredible service for those of us in the yeah. u.s and all over the world he's yeah. just a wonderful human being and i'm he's just so resourceful glad too because you can go to him and be like what is this and he usually has an answer yeah so thank you robert you were an angel yes okay 
Two more things before we get to the sumo. One, we got some sumo poetry what? from Kai. Yes. Life without sumo is like watching Ichinojo, who always seems to lack his mojo. When he tries against Teru, his best friend a mate, it all seems fake, but maybe it is his fate. Really nice. well done. Really, and I like really that well sound cue. I hope that comes back anytime we get poetry. We can just pop that in because yeah. it's very dramatic. Yes, yeah, kind of edgy. And for all of our Ichino, Ichinojo fans, I know Kay, uh, who's in uh, Georgia, not Georgia, U.S., Georgia yeah. as in the country, uh, she loves Tochi Notion. She loves Ichinojo. Speaking of Ichinojo, yes. we got a question from an Ichinojo fan. Chloe Grace wrote in and she said, can you explain the difference between a Hataki Komi and a Hanka? I saw that Hataki Komi mm. is my boy's Ichinojo's third most common winning technique. But based on a Google search, it seems it seems exactly the same as a Henka to me. But I'm pretty new to sumo, so I apologize if this is a dumb question. And it's not no. a dumb question, no. Chloe. Not at all, because often a Henka and a Hataki Komi are kind of done. Yes, yeah, at the same time, right? Okay, a hanka is usually done at the initial meeting of two wrestlers, but it's when one wrestler leaps out of the way. So think of it as a dodge, like oop, I'm going to dodge to the side, a fake out, yeah, if you will. That's the hanka. Okay, a hataki komi is a slap down, and it's got one hand on the back or the arm or the shoulder of another wrestler, and it could be done anytime in the match, and it is an official term of a kimorite okay yeah it's usually done really really fast it's hard to spot sometimes because mm -hmm. it's so darn fast but often what happens is that a wrestler will do both of them they'll jump to the side and the other guy's lunging too far forward and yes. he's too low and, and the other guys are above him and he'll slap him down, down with his hand right because it's an advantageous position exactly. for the hanka -er. yeah but when the two are done together it's usually called a hataki komi because the Hataki Komi is the actual name of the Kimarite. Right. So they won't ever say, oh, he won by Henka. Henka, right. Right. Because it's just not a, a yeah, winning technique. They always technique. say the winning technique. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't Great a dumb question. question at all. Yeah. Thanks for asking it. And if anybody else has any questions, please send them in. Who knows if we can answer them? We can sure make up an answer. If, yeah. If not. Leslie's really good at making <laughs> shit up. That's true. <laughs> When last we talked about the sumo, mm -hmm. it was the end of day 10. Ichiyama, Moto, and Takanosho were sharing first place, followed by a group of guys in second, Sadanaumi, Aoyama, Ura, Kiribayama, and Terunofuji. So basically the cup was anybody's. Our Ozekis were struggling. Two of them were at five and five. Shodai was at three and seven. Mm. And uh, yeah, you want to just jump, jump into day 11? All right, Oho got a good dose of small man feistiness with Kotoeko. Post Tachiai, Kotoeko gets in close and sticks to him like glue. Kotoeko lifts up and sort of raises up one side of Oho to get him off center and upwards. Oho is trying to get a grip throughout, but Kotoeko stayed strong and grounded with his hips out so that Ho Oho couldn't get to the grab on his belt. Oho tries a pull down, but Kotoeko resists. Oho gets the kimidashi grip and Kotoeko gets a double inside grip and instead, I loved this, swung the big man down with a huge sukunage, sukunage throw. Hmm. So it was beautiful. I think the trend on 11 was a little bit of small man. We, we had some small man, uh, nice sumo. Sadanaumi, who uh, was wrestling against Wakamoto Haru was a fun one for me too because there was a big bonk up top mm -hmm. Sada Naomi had fire he's just had fire this basho mm -hmm. and he locks up with the right outside left inside grip on Wakamoto Haru and Wakamoto Haru also has a left inside right outside grip so they're double gripping Sada Naomi drives Wakamoto Haru to the edge and with one big lift up and walk back 
Wakamoto Haru tries to throw at the edge, making this double dynamic throw where both men go gymnastically up and over. You remember that? They Mm -hmm. had legs in the air. They were off the dojo. It was a massive frontal crush out for sure. And that gave Sadanaumi his kachikoshi. It was a Yuri Tayoshi win. Well done, Margaret Hamilton. Yes. Uh, Wait, I don't get that. I've always thought that Sadna Umi looks like Margaret Hamilton. Oh, the Wicked Witch? Yes. 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 The Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. Yes. <laughs> so I-, I was like, why are we talking about? Oh, I do actually see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his nose. Um, I don't, but she was I, a maybe lovely. Maybe his eyes, too. I don't know. She was a lovely, lovely woman. Yes. And she continued even into her old age of scaring children, even if she went to the grocery store. I know. God bless her. She I was know. like the kindest, tiniest woman. She was on Mr. Rogers anyway. I know. And this still, is not a comment on always- Always a villain. Home, but he will always remind me <laughs> always of Margaret Hamilton. All right. Hoshoryu versus Takanosho. So this was a quick, straightforward tachiai. Hoshoryu quickly gets in and gets a right inside, left outside grip. But Takanosho got in even lower and has a great right inside, left side grip. And he's in a good position. Hoshoryu decides to go for the sotogake. And Takanosho derails that attempt of leg tripping. And um, or Hoshoryu's trickeration, as uh, Hiro would say. And instead, he leans his body into Hoshoryu so that they both kind of go tumbling to the dirt with Takanosho dominating the defense in that match, he drove Hoshoryu sideways and out to the dirt first. So Takanosho was looking like sp- extra spicy for that. And uh, re- just honestly, really great defense. And Takanosho became the sole leader mm-hmm. at that point on day 11 because Ichiyamamoto lost to Shimanaumi earlier that day. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Those are the only ones I highlighted. Well, I really loved the uh, Shodai Tamawashi fight mm-hmm. on day 11 just because it was so odd. Remember, they both kind of yeah. ended up flying away from each other and then Shodai did cartwheels at the end. Well, That's really why it stands out in my mind, yeah. Shodai doing the cartwheels, because then I spent so many, such a long time putting him on balance beams and things like that in my graphics. We all watch sumo in different ways. We do. We do. So at the end of day 11, Takanosho's the sole leader. One, two, three, four, five guys tied in second place and five guys tied in third place. So again, it could have been anybody's. Anybody. Anybody's basho. Tochin Ocean fans, I know, loved day 12. Mm-hmm. And they went ballistic because he got his kachikoshi on he day did. 12 against Miyogiru. That's who it was. Miyogiru. The boy, man. The boy cannot bend his be- knees very much, but he still looks super strong on the upper body. Yeah. So well done, Tochin Ocean. He was yes. all smiley in the interview after this <laughs> yeah. day and the internet swoon. What a relief for him. You yeah. Know, everyone's been doubting him and his injuries. And, and, and You were tough on him. I remember in our last yeah, episode. Well, because, well, it's not like I don't like the man. I mean, <laughs> he's an amazing wrestler. I just, he's, he's injured beyond belief. So it's like... It, it, how how much further do you go when you're that injured? And it's like, I'm of the spirit of like, you can keep going, but you could also quit and we'll still love you just the same. Yeah, just open a restaurant. Exactly. Do whatever do you want to do. Do your deals. Go home. Raise your kid. Yeah, Have watch a TV day. more. Enjoy life. Get on a boat. Also on day 12, Sadano Umi did very good, solid, forward-moving sumo against Shimana Umi and stayed on the leaderboard mm-hmm. at 9-3, mm-hmm. so that's worth a mention. But my three favorite fights. Man, sometimes it is so hard to pick my three favorite fights of the day. But one of them has to go to Ichiyamamoto versus Takanosho on day 12. Mm-hmm. Ichiyamamoto met Takanosho at the Tachiai, immediately pulled straight away. Mm -hmm. And if we've learned anything from the English commentators on NHK, it is that when you pull, it is a mistake. It is a mistake. It is such a mistake. You should go forward. Sometimes they win on that mistake. I I saw Takakisha do it like... (laughs) 
like maybe the last day or the day before he was like clearly retreating and pulling and he stayed in the ring and the other guy hit the dirt. If you win, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not but a mistake. But if you pull, you retreat and you lose, it is always a mistake. Big mistake. That is right. So that is what Ichiyamamoto did when he pulled. Takanosho stayed on his feet, took advantage of the opening to push Ichiyamamoto out with one huge push. So that meant the reason probably it was so darn exciting to me is that it meant that Takanosha was still in the lead, mm-hmm. still ahead of the pack. And I was really rooting for him. And, and, and that sort of love of Takanosha just kept growing for me throughout the entire, the entire Basho. I think so everybody was, really, was on that uh, train. Yeah, really rooting for the guy. Two of my other favorite fights on this day, <laughs> Ura versus Takakesho, of course, I have to mention this one, of course. Takakesho looked to be completely just all over Ura, eating him for breakfast at the edge. But somehow Ura spun on his tiptoes just as Takakesho pushed, and Takakesho was falling out, and Ura did some sort of leap backward spin, stay horizontal in the air just long enough to keep his balance, and... Takakesho went out first. It was one yeah. of my favorite moments of it, the entire. He defied tournament. gravity. Yeah, and I'm not alone because anytime, anytime I watch videos of other people watching this fight, everybody jumps up and screams and goes, "Oh my god, what was mm-hmm. that? How did Ura do mm-hmm. that?" Because it just looked impossible. Yeah, you know, like when you go see a magic act and they're like levitating. Yeah, but you know that they're like there's a light blanket over them, but you know that there's a there's pole a up their butt. You know, yeah. not up their butt, literally, but there's like a I, very. I can't believe I just said yeah to that. Yeah, like uh, yeah, <laughs> completely. Like they're laying on glass or something. Right, something the audience Plexi can't glass. see. Yes. Um. Sometime I'll tell you about when I went to go see David Copperfield, and I was backstage, and I had to sign at sign an NDA. Don't ask me how I was backstage at a major magic show. (laughs) You can't tell me anything if you had to sign the NDA anyway. I know. I'll tell you when I'm not on air. She just turned bright red. (laughs) So there's got to be a good story to this. No, not not my story. Just the world of magic explained. But I love magic. But anyway, I feel like that Ura moment, he had like a little magic glass board and he was like levitating on it. And then we were like, he's suspended. Oh, magic. It was, it was just so, so fun. It was, That boy is just fun to watch. He, it's like he was on a trampoline yeah. and somehow he just had extra air time that Takakesho did not have. And the audience erupted in just loved wild it. applause. Mm-hmm. So I'm not alone in my love of this fight on that day. Well done. My other favorite fight of day 12 was Terra Fuji versus Wakataka Kage, only because Wakataka Kage tried everything oh in this fight and just could not push Terra Fuji out. He ended He'll up... He'll get him eventually. I feel like maybe he will. But Wakataka Kage ended up with both arms inside on Terra Nafuji's belt. And and that just invites nothing but the Kimidashi vice squeeze on the upper <laughs> arms from Terra Nafuji. He's so good at it. That is like one of his best tricks. And every guy who comes out of that is always rubbing their arms yeah. or shaking their arms out like I might have just broken whatever oh, bone that is I felt so sorry for Wakataka Kage because one of the things I love about Wakataka Kage and his brother Wakamoto Haru is their never say die attitude right they, they keep trying not, to keep at it yeah they do not give in if at first ever. you don't succeed try try again yes and that, maybe that's their watching, family moto, it motto must, moto, motto well, motto old motto <laughs> I love it I appreciate it and I I love watching someone struggle against that clamp once Terra Fuji's got it, but it was just all over. He, he lifted up Wakataka Kake and he just like boop dropped. Somebody him would pay a right lot of money for that back adjustment from Terra Fuji. Like a chiropractor kind of adjustment if you could get a Kimidashi if you from Terra Fuji. He lifts you up and your spine just like, kind of like unlocks itself. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've never I don't think I've ever watched somebody work so hard to overtake someone so much bigger than them. And just couldn't do it. I yeah. mean, his hair was all over the place. Yeah. He was but just, good on him. Man. Whew. He'll get there. Yeah. So at the end of day 12, Taka No Show had the sole lead. We were all very, very excited about this. With He had the score of 10-2. And then Ura Satanoumi and Terana Fuji were tied for second. Day 13. Oh, 
There was some good stuff here, too. I'm going to jump to Hoshori versus Sada Naomi. And I like highlighting Sada Naomi because we just ignored him in the past in so many ways. But mm-hmm. it seems like he's like, oh, I showed up. I showed up this Basho. Pay attention. Now, this match was full of throw attempts by Hoshoryu, who right at the Tachiai gets a deep inside grip on Sada Naomi. He immediately winds up to throw Sada Naomi at the edge. Hoshoryu has a good double outside grip, but Sada Naomi is clinging on with this double inside grip and resists. Sada Naomi leans his body weight back over into Hoshoryu as he pulls this throw and shoves Hoshoryu to the dirt first. Both had legs in the air, dynamic sumo at the edge. It was great defense at the edge. A Manawi was called, but it was declared a Yori Taoshi win for Sada Naomi, which is a crush out, right? So yeah. I thought that Sada Naomi won this match with defense. You know, like great ring sense, great resistance at the edge, and smart sumo at the edge as well. One of the things I saw in this fight that I love whenever I see it is guys are chest to chest yeah, and they've got one leg in the air and they're going out. Right. Right. It could be like Uwatanage versus Shitatanage. You know, it could be something like that. But one of the wrestlers, as they're going out, they shift their lean Mm -hmm. and they lean forward as they're going out. Mm -hmm. And and Sadanaumi did it this time. And yeah. he almost never does that. Or at right. least I've never seen him do that. Hakaho was the master of that, changing the angles, getting the leverage, following. Like a gymnast does. It's, like a flip-flop, and then they do one of those back-spinning layout businesses where they, they twist. It's like that. What, but you're holding on to somebody else while you twist. It, well, it has you have to have such an understanding of where your body is in space, where it's moving in space, and then lean the center of your body into your opponents in order to change how they're moving through space. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just very, it's a very advanced understanding of mechanics. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's not, it's not relaxing in the throw. It's finding even more aggression throughout the throw to change the throw to something else. I feel like I'm not explaining it well, <laughs> but if I could just like, paint a picture of it uh, go it's like leaning to the right and then leaning forward as you're leaning to the right so you're leaning in two directions to be even more aggressive anyway <laughs> i saw it from margaret hamilton she was awesome and so good it reminded me of some of the best some of the best sumo i've seen yeah and just a reminder we should be paying more attention to sada naomi yeah wakataka kage versus taka no show Takanosho was trying post Tachie for a slapdown, but Wakataka Kage stayed upright and didn't allow Takanosho to push him down from behind his head. Wakataka Kage gets inside on the right side to Takanosho's chest and pulls down, and Takanosho hits the dirt. It was a pull down, which ended our sweet Takanosho's run of wins. I guess if anybody was going to end his run of wins, I'm okay with it being Wakataka Kage. But Takanosho is now at 10 and 3. And I think I just wanted him to keep on sailing, you know. Mm-hmm. But good on Wakataka Kage. It was a Hikiotoshi win uh, for Wakataka Kage. We have Ozeki Mitakiyumi versus Ozeki Shodai. All right. This was a belt battle for the Kadoban Ozeki, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Both post Tachiya get in on the belt, and Mitakiyumi just nudges Shodai up, back, and out. Shodai tries his edge magic, but you could literally see him checking the empty lanes beside him to see if there was like a car passing. So he could figure out which way can I twist mm-hmm. and shift. And Mitakiyumi is just too good. He denies any movement, any lateral movement at the edge. So now we have Shodai as officially Kadoban. Again. And Mitakiyumi is uh, sitting at 6'7 at this point, so he's still dangerously close to being Kadoban as well. Our last bout of the day was Tadanafuji versus Takakesho. 
All right, we had a big blast from Ted and Fuji, and he gets in as close as he can to deny Takakesho his slappy, slappy fest thing that he does. And Takakesho does a good slapdown attempt that has Ted and Fuji stumbling forwards, but he stays upright and he hops forward and he squares up on Takakesho. Ted and Fuji inches inwards to that left side belt grip, which Takakesho tries his best to deny, and he does. They slap and they step apart for a second and they just kind of size each other up and and just kind of go over in their brains super quick their next plan of attack there was this huge cheerleader-esque sl- type slap from Takakesho right in front of Ted and Afuji's face and then he just lunges really like close back inside on Ted and Afuji Ted and Afuji tries unsuccessfully for a slap down here it doesn't work he angered the hamster indeed Takakesho is now I think a little bit like tiring, but he's also angry. He tries for another slapdown. Again, it doesn't work. Finally, Ted Fuji needles his way inside and manages to get the right inside left outside grip. And now Takakesho has been shifted sideways by Ted Fuji. And it was in a great position for Ted Fuji, you know, to throw him or get him out of the ring. And so that's what a pro does. Ted Fuji rushes Takakesho then backwards and out. Takakesho hits the dirt. It was nice sumo from both men. It was a Yori Taioshi win for Ted Fuji, who is now 10 and 3. So can we talk about the cat trick? The cat trick is that I think it's what you were referring to when you said the cheerleader-esque thing that he did. The, the ne- clap? Yes, the clap. It's also a distraction technique. They clap yeah. in front of the other guy's face to like rattle them. And y- yes. it didn't. It- let's, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Because it's called the Neko Damashi, mm-hmm. right? Called Hakaho the- used to do it. So when Hakaho used to do it, he yeah. did it all the time before the Tachiai everywhere. Anywhere he can get a clap in, <laughs> he was clapping. Okay, a little bit of an exaggeration, but he did use it. When he used it, Hakaho would be going forward and he would clap right in front of his opponent's eyes. Like, or nose, like really. Like inches from their face. Right. He was not going forward. He just like stood there and clapped in front of his own face. It was a misfire, perhaps. It was like so strange to me. Yeah. It was, it looked like... Like he was angry and stomping the ground right Mm -hmm. in front rather than using it as an aggressive technique. So it's kind of like a non-winning technique, kind of like, remember, we were talking about the Henka. Mm -hmm. But what made this one so darn funny is that it didn't help at all. It was just like a total fail of the cat trick. Yeah, it was just a cheerleader clap at that point. Yes. Okay, so at the end of day 13, we had three guys in a lead for the top, 10-3 were their scores, Sada Naomi, Takanosho, and Terunofuji. And then we had a group of men, including Ura, in second place, which which made it really heartbreaking that Ura went out on day mm-hmm. 14 with an injury. I didn't even realize he was injured. He but didn't I guess, fight like it, you know? No, you're right. He didn't. But at some point, uh, I believe I heard that he got a right ankle sprain. Mm, right or le- uh, left, left sprained ankle, yeah. On day 13. Yeah, because he didn't show up on 14, and he was matched with Wakataka Kage. Yeah, Yeah. so great for Wakataka Kage because he got his kachikoshi. Yeah, without even he got a day off. Yeah, he did. And he was still on. Okay, just a few fights I want to cover on day 14. Wakamoto Haru versus Ichiyamamoto. I loved this fight. Ichiyamamoto got off first, and he drove Wakamoto Haru all the way to the edge with a really great Notawa attack right to the neck. Wakamoto Haru lifted up and stopped the charge. He got one arm inside on the belt, and they locked up chest to chest. And they locked up for quite a while at at the edge like that. Until Wakamoto Haru decided to go makikai, he tried to lean back, take both of his arms inside, and that's always dangerous, doing that right at the edge. You really need more space if you're going to go makikai. So when he leaned back, Ichiyamamoto seized the moment, and he ran forward. But Wakamoto Haru's never-say-die attitude took over. He grabbed the belt, he lifted up, and he turned. Uchari at the edge. I loved it. Wakamoto Haru walked away with a win. That was another one of, like, favorite fights of the entire Basho. 
in the Sada no Umi versus Daesho fight, there was a lot of clapping in the audience. It was rhythmic clapping before the match even began. Hmm. And I don't know if Sada no Umi's fan club was just there. Maybe. Daesho's fan club was there. Or they, they were both were there. They were dueling claps. Anyway, there or was that a... was Takakesho just reverberating from the day before. Perhaps. It was a slap down by Daesho to take Sada no Umi out. I like day 14 because this was a day where... Three separate little men took out three separate big guys. So Midori Fuji took out Chiyoshoma. That was followed by uh, Kotoeko taking out Azamaru and then Tobizaru taking out Oho. The only one who didn't have any luck was uh, Takayasu versus Tadetsuyoshi. But um, for the most part, little men were reigning on this day. So let's talk a little bit about the last fight of the day, Terunofuji versus Shodai. At the top, I gotta say, Terunofuji was there to win it. He had his brow pout going on in full force. He was all covered in sweat already before they even began. Shodai showed up looking like he was just ready to play some video games, like he really just wanted it to be over. And uh, really, it was no problem. There was one hit. Terunofuji grabbed Shodai's belt Shodai pulled, Terunofuji knew exactly what to do with that, and ran him over the edge with a Yorikiri, so that meant Terunofuji moved into sharing that lead with Takanosho. So we had two guys at the end of day 14 with 11-3 records, Takanosho, Terunofuji, and Daesho and Sadanaumi, uh, 10-4. So my biggest question going into 15 is not only who's going to win it, but will any Ozeki get Kachikoshi mm-hmm. because at this point Shodai and Mitakeyumi already had Makikoshis mm-hmm. and Takakesho was 7 7 going That's right. the final day. That's right. Final day. All right. There was some pretty fun stuff going on on day 15. I liked just real quick, you know, Midori Fuji and Tochi Notion, another size gap, you know, mm-hmm. and Midori Fuji got to do what he does best, which is the Katsukashi. And he just pulled one over on Tochi Notion and tossed him to the dirt so easily. I just love small man sumo when it sets up like that. Also, the way Azamaru and uh, Teretsuyoshi, this fight went was hilarious too, because Teretsuyoshi, he had a game plan and that was an Ashitori leg pick. And he just dips in straight up after the Tachiai. He grabbed his leg and just drove Azumaru back hopping the whole way and out. It was just fun to see these big guys get outplayed and outsmarted by the little men. Mm-hmm. The big match of the day for me was Sadanaumi versus Takanosho. Yeah. This was a big bout. And it was a surprisingly feisty Sadanaumi facing off with Takanosho, who, by the way, will receive the outstanding performance prize. We know that going into this match for the very first time. And, uh, now, Sada Naumi has had a really great Basho up to this point. He's 10-4. Takanosho is 11-3. Takanosho is in the running for the Yusho at this point, okay? But Sada Naumi, you never think of him as a spoiler, but he has a, tra- he has a chance, a real chance to spoil that. And their record in the past is even, 4-4. Four and four. So that's what's, those, those are the stakes. Off the Tachiai, Sadanoumi immediately gets a solid left deep inside and right inside grip. Takanosho is not set up for a winning grip here. Sadanoumi drives Takanosho backwards. Takanosho stops the retreat and pivots. He turns back on Sadanoumi and grabs a solid left hand outside on Sadanoumi. Takanosho rushes Sadanoumi to the edge. Sadanoumi pivots and throws a beautiful Sukinage grip, uh, Sukinage throw. The crowd loves it. Sadanaumi gets a Fighting Spirit Award for the second time. And now, depending on if Tadanafuji wins or loses his bout, both of these guys are in the running for a playoff. It was a beltless arm throw win for Sadanaumi. And as much as I like Takanosho, I love the way this match went down. Yeah, I do too. I liked the fact that both we were needing any excitement. We got right, it. Right, right. I liked the fact that both of these guys going in knew that they had won prizes. 
different prizes, right? Fighting Spirit versus mm-hmm. Outstanding Performance. Mm-hmm. So they were already winners to begin with. That's right. That's always great in my book. Um, I just thought, yeah, it, this was a great, great fight. And what it meant at the end was since Takanosho lost, all Terunofuji had to do was win. And he would win the Basho. That's right. Now, if he lost, we we could potentially have quite the playoff scheme happening. But it meant that there was a very clear road to that win. And I'm sure Takanosho is just kicking himself after this fight, you know? I wonder how much nerves had to do with this. Because it, maybe if he had a little bit more experience being in a Yusho race more often, well, he just might have made some different choices. We know Sadanumi hasn't been here often either. He probably has a lot of excitement. He's mm-hmm. thrilled to win all these awards. I just wondered how experience could help each of these men. I also thought the matching, the matchups on day 15 were interesting to me because if you didn't really notice, there were a couple of guys whose matches didn't, they're not in the running for the U show, but they tended to match up high ranked wrestlers with newbies. And I just thought, oh, that's what they do in the last day is that they kind of put in these young guys and have them go up against the high ranked rank and filers and just see how they do. Yeah. Because that was the case between Tamawashi who ended up beating Ichiyamamoto very easily. Ichiyamamoto's, he's just got to tone up his arms, but like, ah, yeah, it's clear. He's not, he can't really... (laughs) He may have a good record, but he can't hang with the big boys. They also did the same thing with Hokuto Fuji versus Oho. Maegashira 3 versus Maegashira 14. You know, Hokuto Fuji was 4 and 10, Oho 6 and 8. It didn't really matter either way. They were both Makikoshi. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, both of these young kids were just literally outmuscled by these higher ranked wrestlers who mm-hmm. were the real rank and file guys that dip in and out of Sanyaku. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting to give them a workout, you know? The last few matches of the day, I could talk about Hoshoryu versus Kiribayama. I think this was another one of them just putting two guys closely matched, two youngins up against each other. It was a Uwata Hineri win for Kiribayama, but it was, uh, he slowly just laid Hoshoryu to the dirt. It Mm -hmm. was just interesting, but I see so much potential between these two young wrestlers. They're finally used to being in Makauchi and they're inching their way up to being real regulars in the Sanyaku, mm. I think. Yeah, good way to put it. Wakatakakage versus Abe, another one where... I love this fight. Yeah, do you want to break it down? No, go for it. Well, Abe does his usual murderous Notowa attack on Wakatakakage, and miraculously, Wakatakakage is very agile and sneaks out of his grasp and just shifts away. Abe is pursuing him all around the doyo. Abe doesn't look centered, and Wakatakakage does, even in a defensive mode. Twice, Abe pushes Wakatake to the edge, which is good with these powerful advances. But each time, Wakatakakage stays inside, dancing on the Tawada, and he stays in. Wakatakakage gets a double inside on Abe and then rushes him back to the edge. Abe has somewhat of a kimidashi grip, but Wakatakakage has a very strong double inside. Abe is also dangerously too upright in this position. Abi then tries to go for this makikai. He switches his arm position and just like instinct, Wakatakakage knows that's when he's got a strike. And so he advances. He swings him in a circle and drives Baki. Baki. He drives Abi back to the edge and out. Cat-like reflexes from Wakatakakage. And Abi has a makikoshi record. And he gets demoted from his Sekiwaki position with his 7-8 record. I know it pleased a lot of Makikoshi bingo players. Yes. This Abi loss <laughs> meant yes. a lot of bingos for people, so they were kind of pleased. But uh, Wakataka Kage's win here, man, he is so dangerous at the edge. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot stop trying to push him out because he can wiggle. I mean, remember how he won against Takayasu that final match mm-hmm. in the last Basho, mm-hmm. how he pulled on Takayasu's arms to stay in the ring? He is just capable of so many moves right at the edge. I was just so impressed with him again on day 15. All right. Let's talk about Shodai and Takakesho. Yeah, because this is great news. For one. For one. Well, we can kind of tell who that one's going to be because Shodai showing up on day 15 is at five and nine. So 
showed I actually held on pretty well and escaped with some ring sense up top. But the angry hamster wanted it more and he did not want to be caught upon. So caught upon. So he pushed full court press his usual slap attack, and Shodai danced all around the doyo, making Takakesho pursue him. Shodai tried to run Takakesho, like he tried to run Takakesho out of energy, but Takakesho won this with a thrust down. He got under the armpits of Shodai and sent Shodai to the dirt. There was actually a monoe because during one of these moments at the edge, Takakesho appeared to perhaps have stepped out, but the decision was upheld. So Takakesho is not Kadoban. Well, this was a battle for pride, uh, if nothing else. Yeah. And so Takakesho can be very proud of this Kachikoshi. I know lots of people think, you know, that he should be getting double digits. I know, I know, I know. But uh, well done, Takakesho. You did it. Kachikoshi. Other two guys, you got to step it up a little bit next, Basho. That's right. Our final match of the day was Yokozuna Terunofuji versus Ozeki Mitakuyumi. Terunofuji immediately gets in, gets a left inside deep grip and right shallow preferred grip, and he just lifts like hell up on a very heavy Mitakuyumi, rushes him back and out. Mitakuyumi was toast from the Tachiai and didn't really stand a chance with Terunofuji's grip. He just got out-muscled. Mitakuyumi also, in resisting, he was kind of like a dead fish. There was no fight back, you know, with him. And it makes me go, is he injured? Did he just know he was had and therefore he just didn't fight back at the edge or flail his legs or do anything to avoid getting hurt? Like, what is the deal? But it just went down very, very anticlimactically. Um, I was delighted that Terunofuji won. And there, I mean, it would have been cool with, with um, playoffs, but uh, a Yokozuna is always supposed to win. And so it went exactly as a Yokozuna would want it to go. Um, but there just wasn't as much of a show in this last match of the day. Yeah, because it was such an easy win. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Mitakiyomi must have some sort of foot or ankle injury or something. And these guys are just so good at wrestling through injury. You know, like Terutsuyoshi who has been injured since, what was that, day three or something like that? Who mm -hmm. has finished the Basho, not well, but he's finished it. Um, I think Mitakiyomi was doing the same thing because his sumo seemed to be so, I mean, pretty good. 5-5 mm -hmm. five, five at the end of 10 days. Mm -hmm. Not so great on the last five days. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? But um... but Terunofuji, for him, this is his seventh championship. And he looked so good in his interview speech. Mm -hmm. He was very honorable. He thanked a lot of wonderful people. He smiled a little bit more. That man is so cute when he smiles. I know. It was a nice, it was a nice acceptance speech. Congratulations, Ted and Fuji. We know you're listening and uh, we thank you for your hard work. Yeah, and think when we first began, we thought, oh, is he, are his knees going to be able to take him through this whole basho? And they did. He had a bit of a rocky start, but then, God, I don't know how many in a row he just won, but enough, enough to get the job done. That's right. So, wow. he Yeah, he deserves whatever party is going on at his stable tonight. <laughs> he deserves it. And, oh, the younger kid who's so cute. What is his name? Well, there was another kid in the same stable who also won his division. Nishiki and they won Fuji and Jerry. They're going to have some big parties in the Isagahama stable mm -hmm. and uh, well-deserved. Good job, guys. Don't know what is in the water over there, but it's working. That's right. You are, uh, your training schedule is a good one. That's right. I think it helps to have a Yokozuna in your stable. I think it makes everybody better. Yeah. So is that it? That is it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Till next time, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Bye. See you later. Jamata. Mm -hmm.